Joe Biden signs 13 consecutive orders in his first day in office. This is Unreal Reality. It is January 30th, 2021. What is going on? How are you doing? What's happening? Yes, that's right. Joe Biden has signed 13, 13 executive orders in his first day in office. Unfucking believable. God, he, he's now uh, first place. Obama signed five. Executive orders in his first day in office. Obama, five. Okay? Clinton and Trump signed one each. Each of them signed one. George Bush, of all people, he signed zero. The big goose egg. But yes, Biden has signed 13 executive orders, and now he is up to 24 executive orders to this date. We, today, we're going to talk about some of these executive orders. What they mean for the American people what my opinion is on them, so on and so forth. And understand, again, I'll give you the facts. I'll give you what the executive orders are, and I'll give you my opinion. You can take it how you want it. It's always just an opinion from me, okay? It's just my side of the story and how I feel about it. Uh, you can, however, argue with me, debate with me, however you want to look at it. You can call me an idiot and an asshole if you want by just going to our email address, at unrealpodcast101 at gmail.com. Again, that's unrealpodcast101 at gmail.com. Write to me, talk to me, tell me how you feel about this shit. But let's get started. Anyway, he has signed 13 executive orders in his first day, and he's up to 24 of them now. We're going to talk about them. Uh, the one, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, tracking the climate crisis at home and abroad. Uh, Executive Order 14008. This crisis here, and I'll explain the crisis to you, basically it talks about how we can fight the, like it's a climate crisis, which, come on, we, we know we as a country are just going to put a Band-Aid on it. That's that's kind of how the, the, the climate crisis is going to go because as, a, as one country doing something, regardless of what we do, you know, uh, we go, you know, put our trash, we, we recycle, we, we go out and we change this and don't do that or change emissions, stop fracking, stop fossil fuels. Whatever we do, it's just a Band-Aid on it. It's, it's basically just putting a patch on it because all these other countries, India, China, so on and so forth, they don't have the same regulations we do. They're not going to stop their shit. They're going to pollute the environment too. This is a global crisis, not a country crisis. So let's talk about this, okay? Tackling the climate crisis and what this means. The United States and the world face a profound climate crisis. We have a narrow 
moment to pursue action at home and abroad in order to avoid the most catastrophic impacts of that crisis and to seize the opportunity that tackling climate change presents. Domestic action must go hand-in-hand with United States international leadership amid at significantly enhancing global action. Together we must listen to science and meet the moment. (sighs) Let's see. We can put this at the center of our policies all we want. It's not going to change anything. It's going to be a band-aid. It'll give us some, some, I guess, some more time on Earth. But honestly, climate change, global warming, so on and so forth, this is something that has been going on forever and forever. I mean, we're talking 11,700 years ago. You know, even then, climate change was, was slowly, rapid, you know, going on. You have volcanoes all around the Earth, okay? And, and they release carbon dioxide, which... Burns holes in our atmosphere, you know, in that layer, which creates higher UV levels, so on and so forth. It rises the temperature very slowly, a fraction of a degree each year, I'm going to guess. And at that point, what can we possibly do to stop it? As Americans, as a country, we could talk to England, we could talk to France, we could talk to the countries that we get along with, and they can do their part in it. And it's taking it from a little band aid to a big, you know, patch on your arm, but it's not, it's not going to stop the problem. You got to get the whole world on board with this one. Um, so that's that's one of them. Okay, uh, we're going to go to uh, let's see. 1400-6, reforming our incarceration system to eliminate the use of privately operated criminal detention facilities. Um, this one here, uh, I'll write, write, read it right out and then you can tell me how you think if you want to write in. Uh, let's see. More than 2 million people are currently incarcerated in the United States, including a disproportionate number of people of color. Okay. People of color. There is broad consensus that our current system of mass incarceration poses significant costs and hardships on our society and communities and does not make us safer. To decrease incarceration levels, we must reduce profit-based incentives to incarcerate by phasing out the federal government's reliance on privately operated criminal detention facilities. Now, with that one, I I didn't even know there were privately operated criminal facilities. I thought most were government, whether it was local or federal. Um, if they're talking about local government run facilities, I get that. If they're talking about things like Guantanamo, that's a government ran facility. Um uh, with this one, it, 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 it's, it, it takes a slippery situation. I, I love how they have to throw people of color in that. Um, you know, a disproportionate number of people of color. What are you saying, Mr. Biden, when you sign this? Or whoever wrote this one up and had Biden sign this, what are you saying? That most people in incarcerated situations are black? It sounds That sounds pretty racist to me to even suggest that obviously people of color commit more crimes that's basically what it's saying 
Um, in this case, this executive order in eliminating, you know, the use of privately operated criminal detention facilities, I think that a criminal is a criminal. And if you commit a, law, a crime that, that requires you to go to a prison, incarcerate. I mean, I, I'm a typical American citizen. If, if, if you're going to smoke some weed and you get caught doing that and it's really not a crime anymore and you get thrown in jail, you're incarcerated for that. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. But if you're out there committing crimes where, you know, you, you murder somebody or even attempted murder or carjackings or, you know, something that requires you to be incarcerated, I think more fucking prisons, more fucking bars and more guards, more guns. Yeah, no. You spend some time in jail. That's the whole idea is to to rehabilitate a a criminal. Um, the longer they stay there, the either the more rehabilitate they become, and they become better to society once they are able to get out. Um, so that's the second one that I have there. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm going to go through ones that I feel it don't either don't make sense or are questionable for me all right uh you know uh executive order 14004 enabling all qualified americans to serve their country in uniform what this one basically is stating okay uh let's see uh we're gonna click on this um i'll read it out to you and then we'll, we'll talk about it all americans who are qualified to serve in the united in i'm sorry in the united in the armed forces of the united states should be able to serve the all-volunteer force thrives when it is composed of diverse americans who can meet the rigorous standards for military service and inclusive military strengthens our national security uh what it's basically saying is it doesn't matter what your gender might be um, what you, uh, sexual orientation should be, you should be able to serve in the military. I agree. Everybody should be able to serve in the military, but of course, with things of this nature, I believe restrictions have to be met. I mean, let's face the facts. And I'm sorry, don't want to sound sexist on this by any means, okay? But you put a woman... In a situation where it becomes life and death and a fight to the fittest with a big burly guy coming at them. Now, let's say the gun jams, their gun jams, and you're going toe-to-toe fighting with them. I'm sorry, but a woman who feels that she's a man, dresses as a man, and wants to go into the military as a man and fight as a man, I don't feel should be on the front lines with the chance that they might have to battle toe-to-toe. Um, I look at that pretty much as a losing situation. Now, granted, there are plenty of women out there who can beat a man's ass. And I, I know I'll get bodybuilding women going, oh, I'll kick your ass. You probably will, okay? But let's put the person that is equal to you, bodybuilding-wise, in front of you and go ahead and fight toe-to-toe with them. You know what I'm saying? So understand I don't agree. I, I agree with some of it, but I don't agree with some of it. It all depends on what part of the military they will serve in, how they will serve. Um, you know, if they're going to be, you know, on a ship in the Navy as a logistics officer or 
they're going to go into the army in the medical field or something of that nature. Okay, that's that's understandable. But putting a woman dressed as a man or acts like a man, wants to be a man, but she's still a woman on the front lines in in uniform fighting toe-to-toe, which not saying they can't do it. You can do it. I guess what I guess what I guess I have to rephrase from that one and, and kind of backtrack. I am sounding sexist in a way because there are women who fight every day on on the battlefield. And you know what? I, I this is this is a tough one for me. It's I guess I'm looking at it in a different kind of way, but I'm not really thinking about it. I really am not because you know what? There are plenty of women out there who fight toe to toe with their AR-15s and and they can stand the test of time and they can they can get the job done. So you know what? I'm for it. I'm for it. It's fine. I I, I don't feel there's any problem with that one. Why well, I even wrote that one down? Maybe uh, I I don't know. I was thinking a little differently at first, and I uh, you know what? I'll back myself up. You know, I'm definitely one that said, you know, to, to say uh, where I'm wrong, I will speak up and say I'm wrong. I was wrong about that one. All right, so let's get that one out of the way. Let's uh, let's go. Uh, Executive Order fourteen zero zero three, protecting the federal workforce all the way up to the. Well, this isn't. It's just this one is protecting the federal workforce. So. What basically protecting the federal workforce is, and I'll I'll, I'll say this one. This is actually a, a kind of short one. It has sections, but we're going to go sections to policy, okay? Career civil servants are the backbone of the federal workforce, providing the expertise and experience necessary for the critical functioning of the federal government. It is the policy of the United States to protect, empower, and rebuild the career federal workforce. It is also the policy of the United States to encourage union organizing and collective bargaining. The federal government should serve as a model employer. Basically, what this one, I think is pretty much an executive order to protect straight up to the president. But maybe this one wasn't exactly for the president himself. Maybe this executive order came from somebody like Schumer or Pelosi or somebody in that case to where they want to make sure their job is protected and that they won't just get tossed on the street, lose benefits in any, any way, shape, or form, so on and so forth. Um, Yeah. Now, you know what? I feel that all career politicians should be serving terms not lifetime memberships to the you know the the best benefits on earth club of the month no Uh -uh. i think that they should work just like an american citizen i mean they work for us we vote them in that's how it fucking works okay so when you put them in office they should get the same things we do um, you, you, you can work for good. You'll get your benefits as you're working there. You should be set to a term. You should also get, I, I would say, if I'm going to give it to a career politician, I change it around to where it's not career now, they're serving terms. I would say, like the president's four to eight years, depending upon if he gets reelected. I would say with politicians, like whether it's in, uh... The House of Representatives, Supreme Court, so on and so forth. I think that these people should get maybe terms of five to ten years, um, depending upon their performance, so on and so forth, and be voted in and out. Um, I think ten years is the most. You've got to always have some new blood in there, new ideas, so on and so forth. You can't have people in there who are 90 years old 
and they're looking at the world and going, well, you know, I can remember when, you know, a Twinkie only cost five cents, and, and well, why the hell does it cost two fifty now? We got to do something. No, you know what? They're too old. They, they don't really realize what's going on in the world because they're all career politician millionaires who are totally obliv oblivious to the real world, to what the American person, the average American person that makes, you know, fifty to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, they don't live in our shoes. Because once COVID hit and the lockdowns came, you had people in, in, in you know, the, these government officials acting like celebrities when saying, Oh, well, I feel your pain with the lockdown. And, you know, stay locked down and all because, you know, I have to be locked down too. Well, let me tell you something. You being locked down in your 14,000 square foot mansion is a little different than me being locked down in my 1,400 square foot rental. I don't have a theater in the basement or a bowling alley in the basement. I don't have tennis courts out in the yard and a big giant swimming pool to go hang out in when I'm locked down. So, no, you're not living the same life as me. You don't understand how I'm living. Secondly, when I'm only making so much money on unemployment now that you took away the full amount. Okay, the first time the lockdown came when they gave us the full amount of money was great. But now that they don't, we have to live on whatever we can. Bills don't stop. You don't, you don't get, you don't, your hunger don't stop. You need food. You're, to get your truck, your car, your truck runs on gasoline. You need that to get here and there. And they'll say, well, you should be locked in. Well, you still need to get to the gas station to get to the food store, don't you? <sighs> These people are, are, are they're, they're oblivious to reality. They really are. They should not be career politicians. And I don't like this one at all. Protecting the federal workforce. No. Mm -mm. No protection for you. You should have to do serve terms. Plain and simple. That's how I look at it. I wish that would change. Signing an executive order to protect them and protect their, their, their benefits and their jobs and stuff. Because that's what it's all about. Let's face the facts. That's what that one really is all about. All right. We're going to go to 14.002. Economic relief related to COVID-19. Um, this one here was, is something about what I was just talking about. Um, with the amount of money coming from your unemployment, so on and so forth. With... Uh, uh, geez, we, we, you know, with, with what happened with the uh, the pandemic. Uh, this one, the pandemic caused <clears throat> by the coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19, has led to an economic crisis marked by the closure of small businesses, job loss, food and housing insecurity, and increased challenges for working families, balancing jobs, and caregiving responsibilities. The current economic crisis has affected Americans throughout the nation, but is particularly dire in communities of color. Of course it is. The problems are exacerbated uh, because... State and local governments are being forced to consider steep cuts to critical programs to address revenue shortfalls the pandemic, the pandemic has caused. In addition, many individuals, families, and small businesses have had difficulties navigating relief programs with varying eligibility requirements, and some are not receiving the intended assistance. The economic crisis resulting from the pandemic must be met by full resources of the federal government. Now, understand what this one's basically saying. 
and they want to continue to help. They want to send you out your these these relief packages like they did with the last Omnius bill. Now, when they sign these Omnius bill, everybody gets their little sticky fucking fingers in it, which is what happened with the last one. Let's face the facts. When you're sending fucking $10 million to Pakistan for gender research studies, so on and so forth, do you really think that's what they're doing? No. You know what they're doing? They're sending $10 million to a handful of the uppers in order for them to take a nice trip to fucking, you know, uh, Bora Bora or some, something fancy. They're not sending it to Pakistan. Come on, people. Wake up. We're not that fucking stupid. Um, and if they are, oh my God, we as people are really fucking that stupid because we should put our fucking foot down and say, this is our money. This is our tax fucking dollar you're playing fucking with. You're, you're playing World Bank with my money. Why, there are children on the streets, homeless, sleeping. You're sending money to foreign countries for gender studies. Because of the bill that you want to send out and you want to make the American people feel all good inside during a pandemic when you're sending them $600 in the last fucking six months, eight months, however long it's been since you sent the $1,200. Okay, Trump wanted to up it to $2,000, but even $2,000 was a kick in the balls. Let's face the facts. There's no money out there that's going to bring back somebody's lost business. Okay, somebody's hungry kid crying because they don't have food or resources to, to, to you know, maybe the, the heat's off in their house because they couldn't afford to pay the fucking bills. But yet Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden now, and fucking Kamala Harris, so on and so forth, even Donald Trump back in the day, they're sitting in their nice fucking warm homes. They're not worrying one fucking bit. Their paycheck, their bills are all paid. Their fucking checks are coming in the mail. While you are struggling because they shut the government down because of a pandemic. Okay, this relief related to the COVID-19, no, open up the fucking country, people. Italy just opened up their country. They're back to normality. Yeah, people are dying. They know they are. But they said, we can't survive as a country without being open. Yeah, we're going to have losses. There's going to be, you know, this this pandemic that's rolling through, and I have I have parents. I have family that I don't want to lose. I, I I pray I pray to God every fucking day. I don't want to see my fucking family perish because of a disease, because of a pandemic, because of a virus. No, I want them to live. But I also see the struggle that comes by having this shutdown. I see the struggle in them. Them just saying, I wish this was just over. Like, I wish we could get back to our normal lives and live. Because you know what? You want to stay in to live. You want to be locked down and all, and you say, I want to be locked down so that I live. Well, you've already died if you're not out living, plain and simple. So the economic relief related to the COVID-19, I think is bullshit. Just open the country back the fuck up. Let people go out and work and make money and pay their bills. Open up stores so they don't lose businesses, so on and so forth. People like fucking, whoever, what's it, Jeff Bezos, shouldn't be fucking thriving right now because Amazon is able to make a ton of fucking money off of this. Even China is benefiting from this. Okay, this fucking thing came from China. Let's face the facts, people. I know people, you can't say that. Bullshit. You know why? Because the Hong Kong flu came from Hong Kong. They called it that. West Nile virus came from the Nile. West Nile. Plain and simple. This came from Wuhan fucking China. So it's the Wuhan flu. Chinese flu, however you want to call it. It's based, that's what it is. Let's face the facts. Was it engineered in a lab to make it stronger? 
Sure it was. They have proof it was. Because it doesn't generate inside the human body the normal coronavirus from an animal. This one is stronger. It was genetically engineered to be stronger. So China unleashes this on us, and then they benefit. They capitalize from this. The mask I bought actually had a little fucking slip inside it, almost like a receipt slip or whatever. I guess it's it's instructions on how to put a fucking mask on. I don't know. But it says, made in China. And that every fucking thing on it was Chinese written. Like, I couldn't even read it. I couldn't read it. There was no American writing on it. It was Chinese. This is a mask I bought to protect myself from a virus they sent on me. So I don't agree with the economic relief related to COVID-19. There should be no economic relief. We should be getting back to fucking work. Open up. You want economic relief? Open the country back the fuck up and let the people work and take chances. Let them be smart. Give them the facts. Tell them what's going on. Tell them masks work. Please, people, try to wear your mask. Try to curve this. Try to, you know, how, whatever you want to call it. It's not going to go away overnight. Will it go away? It might. It may never go away. It might just be like the flu and be here forever. We don't know yet. We haven't quite got to the point to where we have vaccinations for it. So if they're making vaccinations for this, I have a funny feeling it's not going anywhere, that it's going to be the new flu. This is what the new flu every year we're going to worry about, COVID-19, okay? Things like the swine flu, so on and so forth, came and went. Sure, they show up their face every once in a while and they hurt, harm somebody, but they came and they went. This one, if they're making a vaccine for it, people, let's face the facts, it's not going anywhere. They, they're, they're spending millions upon millions upon millions of dollars for a vaccine. It's not going anywhere. The freaking economic relief for COVID-19 for the American people should not be an economic relief. It's a financial thing. Here's some more money. Let's just print it up and let's devalue the dollar and let's hand you money. So that way you shut your little pie hole and you stay home and you lose your fucking job or you lose your business, so on and so forth. No. How about this? We're not going to give you money, but we're going to open up and you can go make your money. The sad thing was right before COVID hit, let's face the facts, people. Let's face the fucking facts. And I hate. Hearing people sit there and go, fucking Trump's fault, Trump's fault, Trump's fault. No, coronavirus itself was not Trump's fault. He didn't go engineer it in the lab in fucking Wuhan. He didn't unleash it on the American people. Did he make some mistakes in how to handle this? Absolutely. I don't think anybody else would have did any worse or any better for it. But let's face the facts. Before this hit, we had unemployment for blacks, Hispanics, whites, women at an all-time low. At an all-time low. We were doing great economically. People were out buying new cars driving down the fucking streets. People were packing in the fucking Walmarts and so on and so forth and buying big TVs and buying things, buying clothes. Malls actually had some people in them. Now you go to a mall, it looks like fucking a, a, a zombie movie. That I was ready to walk around in there with an AR just in case zombies come running at me because it's so dead. But we, our economy was doing fucking great then. Our foreign relations, the fucking man walked. On North Korean soil with no security whatsoever. So our foreign relations were actually working better. Under Joe Biden, I'm sorry. I keep seeing negativity coming out of this. Negativity. Him signing all these executive orders right off the bat. They just show him. They're handing him things. He ain't even reading them over. He opens it up, signs, shuts it, sends it on its way. Opens it up, signs it, shuts it, sends it on its way. You know what, Joe? Read them. Understand what they mean and make a decision 
a fucking smart decision. But I don't think he's capable of that. I think right now he is a puppet for these people. He is just a puppet. We're going to put him out there on the strings. We're going to dance him around. He's going to look look good. He's going to tell the American people he, he's, he's, he's your average guy. He's the average normal person. Okay, I get it. People like him because he's normal, so on and so forth. But there's so many people out there who don't like him, who still voted for him because they didn't vote for him. They voted against Trump. Let's face the facts. We know that. There's so many people out there. But I think that in this case right now, what's happening, and what's happening with a lot of shit in this country, especially like with, with the, okay, so the small guy just rose up by buying fucking GameStop stocks. Wow. And, and, and look what happened. Look what happened. Fucking big wig fucking Market Street people or, or, or Wall Street people up in arms. Oh my God. This can't happen. We got to stop this. So they put a restriction on it that fucking night. No more buying it. And then all of a sudden they lift it. They send out little notes to people who actually bought some of the stock saying, look, you know, this is how we care about you, but we got to. No, they don't care about you. They're so scared that you just took billions of dollars from them. Because you figured out a way to hurt them. Finally, the American people stepped up and found out a way to hurt these elites. If you can't talk about it because they lock you down and shut you down off of fucking social media platforms or any kind of, you know, media platform, they feed the bullshit into your head. They lock you in your house, tell you you can't do this. They try to set, you know, restrictions and stuff on you. They have, they had you under control. And the American people sat there and went, well, what the fuck are we going to do with Finally, some little guy said, well, this is how we're going to hurt them. In their wallets. And boom. All of a sudden, there's restrictions on that, too. You, you, you're not going to get around this government. We've given them too much power that now they're taking total and complete advantage of it. And it's fucking hurting the small American person who does the voting for these people. We've given them too much time too much time to set this up i sound like a conspiracy theorist but it's funny that all this shit is happening as we speak and it's right out in front of our faces right out in front of our faces they don't care about authority because they are the authority now they don't give a shit lock you down and if you don't comply we will arrest you we will do this we will fine you so on and so forth doesn't make any sense to me so the economic you know, relief related to COVID-19, I don't like 14002 at all, okay? 13993, uh, revision of civil immigration enforcement policies and priorities. That one there, let's uh, let's go to this one so I can read this one. Let's see. Let me find this one. The pandemic, schools, chain, supply, health and safety, domestic international travel treatment. Um, Which one am I looking for? A revision of... Wow, did that one just disappear off of my phone here for a minute there? Reforming our incarceration system. No. Ah, improving, protecting, establishing, ensuring... Uh, sorry. Revision of civil immigration enforcement policies and priorities. I found this one. Okay, here we go. Let, let's let's talk about this one. Let's let's see what we can get out of this one here. Uh, immigrants have helped strengthen America's families, communities, businesses, and workforce and, and economy 
infusing the United States with creativity, energy, and ingenuity. The task of enforcing immigration laws is complex and requires setting priorities to best serve the national interest. The policy of the administration is to protect national and border security, address the humanitarian challenges at the southern border, and ensure public health and safety. We must also adhere to due process of law as we safeguard the dignity and the well-being of all families and communities. My administration will reset the policies and practices for enforcing civil immigration laws and align enforcement with these values and priorities. Basically, he's opened up the southern border. He's saying, come on in, people. Even during a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic where people are getting sick, let's stop the border wall. Let's reopen immigration and let's let you in. These people help. help do they? Because that's basically what they're saying. It, it helps strengthen the communities, businesses, and workforce in the economy, infusing the United States with creativity, energy, and ingenuity. I don't know about you, but most people I have seen come in through the southern borders by trade. This is not my business. I don't just do podcasts. I love doing this. It's just fun. But I'm in construction. I see Mexicans, lots of them, in construction, doing jobs. And sure, they get the job done. They don't care to work fucking 15 hours a day without a break. They mow lawns. They do landscape, hardscaping. What are they actually adding to the ingenuity, and so on and so forth to this country. I haven't seen anything drastic as in bringing ideas into how to stop the spread of COVID-19. Any scientist I haven't seen coming across the southern border on uh, the way to make a new car to stop fossil fuel use and, and, and let, let's use energy from you know an atom. And let's turn it into the energy to push the car down the road to where we don't have to rely on a battery or or fuel. I haven't seen any of these people actually show any kind of ingenuity or any kind of, uh, you know, something that's going to turn my head. They can, they mow lawns and shit. And yeah, I mean, I get it. A lot of people out there, Nancy Pelosi and Schumer and all these, these high-end politicians your career politicians that make that are worth 14 15 20 million dollars that make 175,000 dollars a year so on and so forth yeah they need somebody to mow their lawns i get it they, they hire juan to come mow their lawns I, I know i sound racist in a way in this way but no they're not bringing creativity or energy or ingenuity to my country they're not they're 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 coming in and they're 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 putting 10 to an apartment and five to a car and working under the table for cash they're not paying taxes um they're 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 sponging off the government money because they have a couple kids here that become american citizens because they were born here and they use that to their advantage to stay here and to collect off your American taxpayer money. I don't find that the American way. I'm sorry. Um, if you want to argue with me on that one, please write me. I want to argue on that all day long. That is not the American dream. That is not what real immigrants 
my 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 family from way back when and everybody else's family from way back when have come to this country not thinking that they can just sponge off the American economy. They came here with an idea. Even from the very beginning, I mean, our forefathers came here with an idea that they can farm, they can they can build, they can farm, they can they can create a society to where everybody benefits from it. You know, using each other to build off each other. These people, they don't come here to build off each other. They come here to help each other make money, to send money there to get them more of their family here. The land of opportunity for them. The thing is, they don't seem, I'm not saying them all. I'm not saying all of them. I, I have seen people who have bought homes, so on and so forth. They must have some sort of, you know, uh, credit line, so on and so forth. They must have some way of being, obviously they must be a citizen. Um, but I, there's way too many, way too many, uh, on, you know, unmarked immigrants coming in here and just taking over jobs from people that are actually trying to do it the American way, pay their taxes, you know, buy things the Ameri- the real way. And Joe Biden just wants to open up these borders again. I'm sorry. I- I'm against it. I'm totally against it. When it comes to the illegal immigration, illegal immigration, hear me? My family came across here way back in the day with an idea in their head that they can create a better life for their family by doing it lawfully. They followed the rules. They followed the laws. They came here. A lot of them not speaking the language, but they had to learn it somehow. And if they didn't learn it, their kids taught it to them, just like the Mexicans do. They have kids and they'll talk that. But these people didn't try to do it illegally. They came here, they got, you know, they were marked, yeah, we know you're here, we know you're working, so on and so forth. They were paying their taxes, they bought their homes, they bought their cars, they put their kids through school, and it worked out. These Mexicans, they are not doing it that way. It's not It's not the way they do it. Secondly, Trump was right. Um, keeping borders like that open, there is a lot, a lot a lot, I'm going to say this again, of drug <sighs> cartels, so on and so forth, sending this shit across the border. You're so afraid of your kid getting hooked on fentanyl, so on and so forth. You have to understand this shit has to come from somewhere. Cocaine, fentanyl, these drugs coming through the southern borders every day, every single day. And there are rich people out there making more and more money off this. And if you think for a minute that our American government won't make money off of this, you're a fool also there too. So, yeah, with the uh, the revision of civil immigration enforcement policies and priorities, don't like that one either. Uh, let's see, 13992, uh, revocation of certain executive orders concerning federal regulations. This is the one I actually put an asterisk next to because this one gets me. Uh, let's let's get to this one. Uh, revocation of certain executive orders concerning federal regulations, EO 13992. This one here is the big one. This is it, people. Here it is. The one they kind of just slid in there. It is the policy of my administration to use available tools to confront the urgent challenges facing the nation, including the coronavirus disease, 2019, COVID-19 pandemic, economic recovery, racial justice, and climate change. To tackle these challenges effectively, 
Executive departments and agencies must be equipped with the flexibility to use robust regulatory action to address national priorities. This order revokes harmful policies and directives that threaten to frustrate the federal government's ability to confront these problems and empowers agencies to use appropriate regulatory tools to achieve these goals. Hello, people. This is it. This is the executive order that basically is going to give them to power, the power, okay, to fight you on the COVID-19, to put you back in lockdown, to set restrictions on you, to, to basically strong arm you in every way they possibly can to make it better for them to create more power. Take your guns away, so on and so forth. At least try to. Um... I think there's a lot of smart Americans out there who are gun owners, who are law-abiding citizen gun owners. Now, I'm not talking about people on the streets that are criminals that have guns and shooting up each other, you know, because of their uh, the color bandana they wear. But I'm talking about law-abiding citizens with guns who will stand up for their, their rights in their country at some point. I don't think the government will try to go that far, but this is an executive order that gives them the power to where they're going to use this power against the American people. That is absolutely for sure. I'm going to read this one more time so it can really fit into your head. All right. It is the policy of the administration to use available tools to confront the urgent challenges facing the nation, including coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19 pandemic, economic recovery, racial justice, and climate change. To tackle these challenges effectively, executive departments and agencies must be equipped with the flexibility to use robust regulatory action to address national priorities. This order revokes harmful policies and directives that threaten to frustrate the federal government's ability to confront these problems. And empowers agencies to use appropriate regulatory tools to achieve these goals. Regular regulatory tools. Kind of like your military. You know? Think about that. Your National Guard. Why were there 25,000 National Guard men in the United States Capitol on uh, Inauguration Day? There was more fucking foot troops in Washington, D.C., than there are at war right now overseas. Okay? There are more. There were more. There, I think there still is more. Yet, here's your American government. And I hope that some people here who are either ex-military or actually still out there. And, you know, military people that are still in the military. And, you know, I thank you for your service. Um... I hope you're listening to me. They had you in the Capitol building. They had you sleeping on floors. And yeah, you were warm. You had, I guess, access to some food. You had, what, one bathroom from what I hear to use out of all of these people. Then, after the job was done, inauguration happened. Joe Biden got in office and went and signed his executive orders that I'm reading you here. He sent you people to a parking garage out in the fucking cold, out in the elements, just to sit there and wait what we're going to do with you next, whether we're going to send you off to war or what we're going to do. Not not quite sure. Doesn't sound very doesn't sound very much like leadership to me compared to 
you know, being a a dictator. I'm sorry. Sorry, people. These people are your dictators. They're going to tell you what to do. They're going to use force against you. And that's what this executive order is. It's, it's to basically say we are going to strong arm the shit out of the American people to do what we want them to do. Because we know what's right for you. What's wrong for you. We, we know what, how, what you should do to not get sick. You can't make your own decisions. You're too stupid. That's basically what they're saying, people. You are too stupid. Yeah. I don't like this one at all. This one is the scary one, and that's why I put an asterisk next to it, because I needed to speak more about this one. This is just scary. It's, it's basically just saying they will use whatever power they need to use in order for you to comply. So, thanks, Joe Biden. You're doing a fucking hell of a job in your first weeks of fucking being a president. I'm scared as shitless with this presidential uh, administration. I don't like it at all. I don't like them at all. They scared the shit out of me. Um, EO13991, protecting the federal workforce and required mask wearing this is the one that that cracked me up because there was a lot of memes going around so on and so forth on social media um this one here is uh protecting the federal workforce and requiring i found it uh let's let's see it's a small quick policy but it, it is funny i laughed it is the policy of my administration to halt the spread of coronavirus 2019 COVID 19 by relying on the best available data and science-based public health measures. Such measures including wearing masks when around others, physical distancing, and other related precautions recommended by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. Put simply, masks and other public health measures reduce the spread of the disease, particularly when communities make widespread use of such measures and thus saves lives. According to... According to protect the federal workforce and individuals interacting with the federal workforce and to ensure the com- uh, the continue continuity of government services and activities on duty or on site federal employees on site federal contractors and other individuals in federal buildings and on federal land should all wear masks maintain physical distance and adhere to other public health measures as provided in cdc guidelines this is the one people that was all over social media um joe biden signed this executive order and yet numerous times throughout that same day was caught inside the buildings wearing no masks <laughs> come on dude what's what's his saying come on man you know do what i say not what i do that's exactly how these people think and that's exactly how your government officials everywhere think whether you're your governors your mayors or even as high up as your president obviously in the united states of america do what i tell you not what i do you have to comply i don't uh, you have to follow the rules I fucking sent, but I don't have to follow any of the rules that I set. That's how they think. They got you fucking sheep following through the cattle chute. I'll listen to you because you're right, and the CDC and the science says that wearing a mask is going to save me. Social distancing, so on and so forth. People, we're smarter than this. We know what's going to help us, what's going to save us, or 
what's gonna I, I'm gonna say gonna help us. I don't think any of this is going to save us. I think that if it's your time and you get this virus and you you end up very sick and you do die, I mean, I'd like to be the one to think that when it's your time, it's your time. You know, um, if I got sick and I and I died, which I pray to God, I don't, I don't, I don't want to die. I, you know, I really don't. I have kids and I I, I love my life and. I think that, you know, life is a precious thing. I don't want to die. But if it's my time, then obviously there's a higher power calling me up. Um, So, people, you're smarter than this. Joe Biden pretty much contradicted himself by signing that consecutive order. And fucking memes were all over the place. I love it. I love it. Just almost as funny as the fucking Bernie memes with him fucking planted everywhere. Cause I, I actually put one I thought was funny. I, I, I used uh do the right thing with uh big Dick Willie in the, in the boys sitting there making fun of whoever else around there. And I put, you know, I had to put you know, Bernie in his lawn chair sitting next to him with them. And of course he's bundled up with mittens and shit on. And it's the, it's what, what was that movie? It was 110 degrees or some shit. And they're all hanging out on the corner. Funny shit. But there was some really good ones out there. There was really some really fucking good ones. Um, but yeah, they should start making memes of, of, you know, Sleepy Joe without his mask. Um, let's see, 13991, protecting the federal workforce, uh, I just did that one, uh, 13985, uh, actually I'm jumping the gun a little bit, I went a little too far ahead, 13990, protecting public health and environment and restoring science to tackle the climate crisis. This one here is basically what I talked about with the climate change, with, with global warming, so on and so forth. It's going to take more than just us, people, to make a change when it comes to global warming. Um, as long as you have places like India and stuff that are just polluting the shit out of the air with, 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 with uh, big companies and stuff like that, and, you know, you, you see a lot of pictures and the amount of smog in, uh, what is it, China or Japan or one of them, and... North Korea has it. I mean, these people don't have the same regulations that we have or, you know, Great Britain has or, or France or so on and so forth. And I think even ours are stronger than some of theirs to actually make a major difference. This is something that the world, the world has to participate in to make a change. It really is. Um, global warming is going to continue. Like I said, carbon dioxide is released in the air from just... I mean, think about it. The extinction, the extinction of dinosaurs, they seem to think, was you know probably an explosion. It was either a crash of a meteor, or maybe an explosion of a volcano, a change in the climate. You know, we've had ice ages, which obviously is a major change in the climate. So let's not fool ourselves, people. Yeah, sure, climate change is a real thing, but it's been happening forever, forever. Um, is it so drastic to where we need to have an executive order um, to make it a a, a, a crisis? No. Mm -mm. It's not going to make a difference. It's not going away. Um, regardless of what you do. Regardless of what you do. Stop fracking. You know, recycle. So on and so forth. You're not going to make a such a difference to where... I don't even think it'll make a difference to where our kids or their kids or even their kids' kids will see it. Um, sure, 
I mean, over the years since I've been a kid, I, have I seen changes in things? I would like to say, like, I posted a picture the other day, and somebody made a comment about, oh, yeah, because it was a picture of my kid in the snow. And somebody made a comment, yeah, before global warming. And I laughed. I said, yeah, the picture was 11,700 years ago. And I didn't get no response to it because I think they know that I'm going to turn around and say, look, I get what you're trying to say. We don't see that kind of significant snow where I'm from as much anymore. But <laughs> Sunday night through Tuesday, we're supposed to get fucking up to a foot of snow. So we do see snow. We just don't see it as often as we used to. That slight climate change has changed things. We see more tornadoes where I'm at now. Um, they, they pop up here and there and throw cars around or whatever. I mean, they're far and few between, but they do happen. I don't really remember that happening as much when I was a kid, unless a, a hurricane hit the area. Then you, you did hear about tornadoes and so on and so forth. Um, so is climate change real? Absolutely. But is it so, so devastating to our population today or tomorrow our kids population their kids population and so forth i don't think it's going to affect it's not definitely not going to affect us i'll be dead before even close i don't think it's going to affect my kid their kids so on and so forth should we make changes yeah but it's not something that i think we should have an executive order over um or a national emergency really is not um 13988 okay preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation here's another big one and i'll talk about this one because i kind of live in the same world as this in a way to it could affect i guess my life in a little bit but eh, not, yeah but no um I would have to listen to people argue with me over this one. So that's where it'll affect me. Um, uh, let me let me find this one to the tackle the crisis, preventing, combating. Here we go. All right. This executive order. Okay. And this one is a little bit longer. But every person shall be treated with respect and dignity and shall be able to live without fear. No matter who they are or whom they love. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether... They will be denied access to restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Adults should be able to earn a living and pursue a vocation knowing that they will not be fired, demoted, or mistreated because of whom they go home to or because how they dress does not conform to sex-based stereotypes. People should be able to access health care and secure a roof over their heads without being subjected to sex discrimination all persons should receive equal treatment under the law, no matter their gender identity or sexual orientations. Okay? This is something that is, 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 is a big one for the fact that I don't think anybody should lose jobs over how they feel. Um, when it comes to bathroom use, yes, I have a major problem with this. Okay? I have a daughter. A 15-year-old daughter now. But... This was something that was talked about a couple of years back when she was 11, 12, you know, and I remember arguing with somebody over the fact like, okay, so let's say here I am, I'm a 47 year old man and I decide that I, I feel, I feel more like a girl. I want to dress like a girl. I want to act like a girl. I'm going to wear lipstick and a dress. I still have 
a hand between my legs. We know that because I'm a man. But I want to have the same. I want to have equal rights to the same things that the women have rights to, which is one is the bathroom. I want to be able to use the woman's room, even though I, 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 I pee standing up. I'll sit down for it and I'm going to go in and use that. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to use it. I'm going to follow some guy, some big burly dude at Target while he's standing outside the bathroom and his young daughter. And, and I'm just saying this because I could be set with this reality. So here I come I'm dressed as a woman. I look, you know, trying to do it. And he can tell that's a dude. I, I follow his nine year old daughter into the bathroom because I feel like I'm a girl and I should be able to use whatever bathroom I want. Put yourself in that man's shoes to think, what the fuck, dude? Like, no, that's my nine-year-old daughter you're following into there. You're still a man, no matter how you look at it. You might think like a girl and think, like, in in, in, in your head, you might think, that you're not going to touch that girl and all, but in that guy's head, all he sees is a fucking grown man following his daughter into the bathroom. So I don't agree with that one bit. I also don't agree with it that it should be force-fed down young kids' throats. I did a job not long back where we were working in an elementary school, an elementary school, okay, fifth grade and under, brand new school, and we were taking break. Uh, school wasn't open, bathrooms weren't even usable yet, they were brand new, um, you know, no water in the building or anything yet, so we were just trying to find a quiet place to take breaks, so we actually went into one of the bathroom areas and just set up our, you know, there's a couple buckets sat on them and had our break, and as we're sitting there, one of my co-workers leans into me and says, this is an elementary school, right? And I said, yeah. And he, and he leans in more and he goes, this is the woman's room, right? I said, mm-hmm. He gives me a look and he leans in again and he says, why the fuck is there urinals on the wall? And I went, yeah, welcome to the new reality, bud. We're force feeding it down kids' throats that it's okay to feel that you could be a girl. You allow kids to walk into, at 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, walk into Planned Parenthood and get testosterone and be able to take that, knowingly that that can change their body forever. What world do we live in where these are okay situations? I don't disagree if somebody feels like they're a girl. If a guy feels like they're a girl, if a girl feels like they're a guy, and they want to change their sexual orientation when they're 25 years old, 23 years old, 35 years old. But when you sit there and you allow a child, a young child, to make decisions on their gender based upon actual changing of their gender at that age where they're not even sure what they're doing yet. That they really aren't. I'm sorry. They, they are not there yet. They're too immature. They're not old enough to vote. They're not old enough to carry a gun. They're not old enough to do lots of things. Go into a bar and drink a beer. But you will let them change their sexual orientation. That is absolutely crazy fucking talk. I'm sorry. It's crazy. Okay. So giving it a kid a chance to do this. This is this this protecting the public health and environment and restoring science to tackle the uh, that's that's the other one I'm sorry preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender or sexual orientation that's this one is just it scares me because no you can't give kids first of all that 
this is just so far spread out. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't like that fact. Kids, kids don't know what they want yet. They don't fucking know people. Please wake up, be a good parent and understand your kid does not know what they want yet. Because if you allow them to make that change now, they may regret it when they're 25 years old and they realize I screwed up, but I can't have kids now because my parents were too stupid and they let me do this as a young kid. Wake up, America. It's time to wake the fuck up. The other thing I have problem with this is that th 